Welcome to Depths of Creation, a podcast to explore your creative expression, emotions, and pleasure while you make art out of everyday life. I am your host, Rachel White, a creator, author, speaker, and your guide towards exploring and expressing the depth of your primal and sacred creative energy. Let's get into this episode. Welcome to this episode, which is a live recording of a session that I had with a client to go through their Gene Keys profile, focusing in on their activation sequence. I want to mention from the beginning that I have this client's full permission and consent to share this publicly. And it was so fun to have these client sessions. So there's five within this chapter in chapter four, the episodes six through to episode 10. Uh, client sessions. And I think it was so fun to record these live to give you a little insight into what your session may look like if you do do a profile session with me. And to also hear these insights, you may have these gene keys active within your own activation sequence or perhaps somewhere else in your profile. And even if you don't have these gene keys active, it is and like it doesn't matter where the insights come from. And as you listen to these insights that come up through these profiles, something may like activate within you or spark within you to have a deeper contemplation of something that is present for you, or maybe you recognize it reflected in someone in your own life through the myriad of relationships that you have. So I, I want you to listen, take it in, um, just allow yourself to receive and, and to be, to be guided on how you, how you use it, how you use this information. And we talk about, so in each of the profiles, there are their four gene keys with the shadow, the gift and the city. We mainly focus on the shadows and the gifts. And then there are the line numbers in the, in the activation sequences as well. So it is likely that you'll have some connection to something that we go through in this session. Um, But again, even if not, it doesn't matter where the insights come from. There is magic within the entire Gene Keys transmission and it may help you understand different parts of yourself or parts um, within other people and within how the entire transmission is expressed differently within different people within the world. So enjoy listening in to this client session. I hope you enjoy it. Hello, Arij, and welcome to your Jinkies profile session. I'm super excited to dive into all the really beautiful and magical things within your profile. So welcome. Um, And I know that you've already started playing with the Jinkies a little bit and that you've looked in, I know you've looked at your profile and um, played with the larger transmission a bit. So I wanted to start with wherever you want to start. Like, where do you feel really drawn to within your activation sequence? Um, Honestly, I kind of just, I've been just playing around with like randomly looking at like, I have my hologenetic profile and I've just kind of been like intuitively just like looking at (laughs) the numbers that resonate and then I have like the Gene Keys book so I just read up on it so Mm -hmm. honestly uh, I think just a more because I've been on the Gene Keys website and I've seen that there's like different there's like the Venus sequence and the Pearl sequence and the Golden Path thing like I guess more of a structured approach yeah so I was wondering 
just to like really just kind of understand that more because right now I've just been like randomly like oh this is cool this is cool this is cool but I would love to learn about my profile and like kind of like the larger structure of it and how would things actually connect together <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely and yeah so with the the sequences so the activation venus and pearl um so the golden path is those three sequences like the path is the sequences all together um it is like laid out in this linear path that gives structure to it for us mm-hmm. to kind of like mentally process and to have that journey to move through and also because our profile is like polygenetic every point is an entry point so I think it's really cool that you've dove into these places that you feel really drawn to um and it can also be feeling it can also feel really soothing to bring in that structure to hold space for us to go into things even deeper and to be able to explore how they're connected to each other and like mm-hmm. relationships as well um so when you look at your like activation sequence or like the green spheres um where were the places that you felt like most drawn to start in with like I I just am curious to know that and then we'll kind of go through in the linear yeah that structure yeah I'm just gonna pull it up because I definitely the uh the life path um one yeah life's work me it's 50 yeah life's work yeah the like number 55 Mm -hmm. I'm just like pulling it up on my phone (laughs) yeah there it is yeah life's work uh, 55.5 that was like the first thing that I really looked into because the word freedom really stuck stuck out to me because just like (laughs) remember recalling like everything my life has kind of felt like it's been about (laughs) Mm -hmm. has been about that about like with like as time passes just experiencing greater and greater liberation like within my reality mm-hmm. and just feeling like less limited by things that are happening around me and then also like the shadow of the 55 sequences victimization which was like a huge initiation for me to w- walk through mm-hmm. and that's actually like now I mentor people through the same thing like the same concepts and it's like oh that makes that was like the one that I that I read first and it just instantly hooked me into this whole like gene keys system and I was like oh my gosh this is so cool and I'm so excited to look at the other things and then more recently like over the past week I've been just looking at the green ones which I guess might is that the activation yeah, yeah. sequence yeah. yeah so last night I was I was looking at the nine and the 16 so the nine was uh something about like paying attention like this is just the way that I've been working recently that's like it's finally it's like way of working that just all of a sudden was like solved all my problems of feeling like I'm like I've had this um constant fear that I'm doing the wrong thing Mm -hmm. and with number nine like reading just the section on the ninth gene key and I think the nickname nickname I don't know if that's the word for it but it's like the taming power of the small in the I Ching maybe yeah. And it's like just the concept of like doing just moving one task at a time, like taking one step at a time. And I even just that it's like every time I actually read on something, it's so relevant to whatever I'm processing at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I And then I have it like I feel like I've kind of just been going around the activation. But even those I haven't fully like I've just kind of been like reading bits and pieces here and there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. Amazing. I love that you've already like connected to these core elements. And when I looked at your, um, this activation sequence kind of as a whole, I made like the note, the, the core theme that really came through as I was looking at it was like service to collective freedom. And that's like, yeah. Freedom is like the gift and the city of your life's work. And that's the only gene key that has the same um, title for the gift and the city. Um, so like freedom is such an important element in your in your whole profile, but in your activation sequence especially. And service is like service to that collective freedom and like the collective freedom I think is important as well. Um, okay, let's just, well, let's move through the whole sequence and then we can kind of come back to how it all links in together. So you have your, in your life's work, the 55th gene key, like you mentioned, with the shadow of victimization, the gift and the city of freedom so this gift of freedom is really about like your gift like you holding the encoding within your dna to bring this new world of freedom into the world to free the world of the shadow of victimization and it's like holding these codes of these higher levels of consciousness um that will allow for a a collective awakening to become free to free ourselves because it's the shadow Mm -hmm. of victimization so with the shadows um which you would have seen in the book there's a repressive nature and a reactive nature and victimization repressed is about like blaming others for ourselves feeling like a victim where like we are we're the victim and we're gonna complain about it um reactive we're gonna blame other people and, and project that responsibility onto other people um but it's about like just victim mentality and and that and victim mindset and basically being our own worst enemy where like where Mm -hmm. we may be thinking we're a victim to the circumstances of life but we're actually a victim to our beliefs and our our mindset um and that victim energy is like even though this is so there's gene keys that are active within our profiles but they are present in like the collective as well so the 55th gene key especially at a shadow level is really like at so strong in the collective and and a lot of it is about like the um the the propaganda that makes us believe we're victims as well mm-hmm. and then holding on to that so i think it's such a beautiful gift you have in your life's work like what you're here to do in the world is to like pave the way and and hold that space for that collective awakening to freedom um, so that's that's the life's work. And then that connects to your evolution sphere through the pathway of challenge. And in your evolution, you have the 59th gene key with the shadow of dishonesty and the gift of intimacy. And for your gift of intimacy, like this is like the evolutionary urge, which is really grounded in like your sexual power, which is your life force creative power this evolutionary urge is both like very creative but also very destructive like that feminine sexual energy where like if things need to be destroyed to create like you'll do it like so you can burn things to the ground and build new beautiful systems as well and at an like auric energetic level it's about like destroying the the things in other people's like auras and energy fields that are keeping them separate that are um and and separate like this ties in so much to like the victim mentality that is like I'm in life alone so you're like 
your gift of intimacy at an energetic level can really like help clear that um and, and basically that burning fire sexual energy from their auric fields as well and like intimacy is about like two separate things becoming one and we can use like the like sexual analogies here it's like two people's auras come together and form a third aura and form something new and it's only through intimacy and the awareness of that intimacy then that can that that can happen and that these um relationships can build so the 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 shadow that that gift of intimacy is within is dishonesty and in a in a repressive nature dishonesty is like you exclude yourself it's like you're avoiding that intimacy um by excluding yourself but also um feeling resentful that you're excluded (laughs) and like uh, some people in my life immediately come to my mind where it's like they're always so resentful, but they're actually excluding themselves. And it, it ties in with that victimization that it's like, it's such at an unconscious level that um, they don't necessarily see that they're the ones excluding themselves. But then a, at a reactive level, it's like um, intrusive is like the word used to describe it in the book. It's like they try to push themselves and invade people's energy. And then when they're rejected, it's like an outburst and they end up excluding themselves anyway. So this dishonesty is like being dishonest to the intimacy that um, we crave at a human level. And um, the so how the pathway of challenge works that connects the, the life's work to the evolution is that these two gene keys are programming partners. So they mirror each other. So at a shadow level, they reinforce each other. And we can see like how the shadow of victimization and dishonesty reinforce each other, like being a victim and then excluding yourself or blaming other people when you feel rejected. It's like a lack of self-responsibility and personal power. And that like those reinforcements keep you at that level and then when you break through and move into the gift it's like freedom and intimacy go like they mirror each other and Mm. create the the environment and the energy um for such a different exchange and experience of the world um okay i want to give i want to give you space to to reflect on that and what what comes up for you in that conversation yeah um the concept of exclusion especially from like intimacy with other people or just like in relationships has been it's been like one of my greatest challenges of just feeling like oh I'm the different one and just like Mm -hmm. victimizing myself constantly by being like oh my gosh I'm too different for everyone no one wants to like hang it like no one wants to understand me or everyone's gonna misunderstand me and yeah um and then seeing, and then by, because of that fear, it's like me isolating myself sometimes being like, oh, okay, I need to then protect myself from this potential um, rejection. Mm-hmm. So it's like me almost like going into like more hermit mode, which sometimes I need, but sometimes I, I notice when I will, um, like, b- because I don't want to, face other people it's like so much easier to just be by myself in my own energy because then there's no judgments and there's nothing to work through or (laughs) anything like that um yeah yeah but I think um especially with sometimes it feels like part of the way that I feel most aligned to like walk through this world or to like 
the types of conversations that I like having, it, it just all has up until this point, I have to look now and finding community that recognizes me mm -hmm. um, and recognizes like we, we kind of like speak the same language. But for a lot of my life, I was around people who just they just they had their way of seeing things mm -hmm. and then they didn't want any other way. And yes. so that caused me to isolate. And so, yeah, this is like a huge, definitely a huge thread running through my life. And now mm -hmm. I feel like I am getting into the more mature, like evolved aspect of it, where I also the the reactive nature of like intruding, that was like something that I was working on, like pretty consciously, just um, a month or so ago, I just noticed like how much I'm always trying to like prove myself, mm -hmm. like just like, constantly trying to like just be like oh I know this or I like look like like even when no one asks <laughs> yeah and that obviously is like not always so well received and then that again like what you said it just further reinforces that self-limiting victimization belief um so yeah I've just been like okay how I can like be in my center and when I feel called to like connect with others I like I mean, it's good for me to put myself around other people, but I don't need to like then prove myself. I can just like be there. And if I'm invited, this is also like linking to like my human, I'm also a projector mm -hmm. in human design. So like our strategy is wait for the invitation. Yeah. And we also have this tendency again to like intrude in, be like, oh, I, I'm going to just like do this without your consent. And then getting a negative reaction and being like, nobody likes me. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, it makes sense that that is, has been such a um, theme in your life. And that sphere of evolution is like the, the core struggle of your life. Is mm -hmm. so Usually mm -hmm. that, um, that shadow is like, can be a big trigger point. And everything you're saying really ties into your fifth line. Um, so you, you, like you mentioned human design, so you may have explored the fifth line in there and in having a fifth line in your life's work and evolution is that like, you are really here to change the way that people behave. Like you're here to be a leader in the world and to do, you're like you're here to look at everything and decide it's like this is what is going to help people and to help them change the way that they behave and that really ties into your gifts of freedom and intimacy and with that there can be like these misunderstandings that arrive like you feel misunderstood by the world because you're meant to stand out you're meant to be yeah. different and when you have like this shadow of like just feeling misunderstood and you know overstepping boundaries and projecting your power in places that it doesn't really actually belong um there can be that shadow work there as well so like the circuit breaker to move like from that struggle is to help break through misunderstandings by using your vulnerability as a strength. So instead of just like running away, isolating and excluding yourself, it's about how can you actually use your vulnerability as a strength in that moment? And also like there's a real need to learn boundaries because it's not always your place to be the leader like to have that intrusive energy like sometimes it is like the boundary is like it's it's not your place to do anything and step back or sometimes the boundary is just to listen and not necessarily to to help every single person like especially this can really come up with like family and friends like people that we're yeah. like the closest to and spend a lot of time with um, but that fifth line is like really like 
your predisposition to be a leader. And I think that plays in really beautifully like with your gifts but then also at the shadow level it can um like that feeling of being misunderstood in the world can really reinforce those shadow patterns of victimization and um dishonesty in your exclusion amazing okay so that's your life's work and evolution and those two spheres in the activation sequence are your like external conscious experience your um like how you externally interact with the world and then when we move into your radiance and purpose these are your unconscious your internal experiences and we move from evolution to radiance through the pathway of breakthrough and it's breaking through like that core struggle within your evolution sphere that you break through into your full radiance and your radiance sphere is about your um the your aura your life force energy your health your wellness and the more you kind of break through those core struggles the more of your life force you unlock in your life and the more creativity you awaken um throughout your energy field so you have the ninth um jinki in your radiance and the 16th jinki in your purpose so the ninth jinki in your um radiance has the shadow of inertia and the gift of determination so at the shadow level of inertia it's about like at a repressed level feeling um reluctant and you you've probably read this um in the Mm -hmm. book with your um exploration so like reluctancy is like is basically and um it's like you know what you need to do but it's like this inability to actually do it it's like the no energy to actually do it because life force is frozen so it's like very like mental mm. it's like I know I know what I should be doing I know what to do but for some reason I just cannot get the motivation or the energy to do it um, because of that frozen life force and then at a reactive level it's more about like not even being able to sit still um, just like leaking life force out everywhere um, and it's about like it's about like being uncomfortable holding life force in your body so you get it out in in like you keep it mentally or you project it into the future and it's like this inability to actually relax and and be still and and present and then the gift of um Mm -hmm. determination is like what you're talking about at the beginning it's like the gift of taking these small acts and the magic that is within every act when it's intentional and it's your intention that brings magic to your actions and your small actions have so much potency and power in the world and it's like this is um like the gift that is within the inertia because you realize that it's it's not actually willpower and motivation you need it is your determination and your small actions are what puts you in momentum and when you get yourself in momentum you just have like that limitless life force energy that will keep you moving and you no longer need to even think about willpower or motivation Mm -hmm. because your your determination is fueling you because of how your small actions connect you so intensely to your life force energy um so and like this gift of determination is really about like 
when you're really like listening to your heart and taking those small actions with intention that your heart is guiding you towards, you will make like enormous contributions because the ripple of your small actions will be so large. How does that all all feel? Yeah, I love, um, yeah, like literally it's like as I was dealing with over the, literally it's so funny because I started really like diving into and exploring the gene keys early end of September early October Mm -hmm. and then had this thing come up where I was like oh I I feel so misunderstood and like working through some of that and realizing that it's actually it's safe to be in my like actual authenticity and that I can just I don't need to like worry so much about how other people are perceiving me like I, I can literally just do what I want to do and the right people will like they will come <laughs> and I don't need to like chase after the people and like try to like like we were saying like intruding um where I don't need to be um intruding and then after that it's like after I went through that then it's like realizing now I'm in this like really nice flow in my day-to-day where I it's so much easier for me to just be in the present moment and be like okay like I have all these big visions like all these huge things that I can feel in my field that are like coming up but it's like all it's so easy to like get overwhelmed, which I guess is like mm-hmm. the shadow. It's like, okay, I know what's happening, but I don't know how to get to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then just like learning how to bring myself back to the present moment, being like, okay, well, what do I, what can I do right now? Like what mm-hmm. is actually like that small step um, that also feels fun to do right now? Like um, whatever it is, sometimes it's like a self, self like inward activity, like yoga or just like meditation practice or something that would sometimes it's like an outward activity like let's make a youtube video or but it's like dependent on the moment like it depends it completely depends on what energies are moving through that specific moment and it's just like now also just seeing how all these small things and the moment seems so small and then it all like adds up yeah (laughs) right and then it's almost like life starts to grow around you like because you're taking all these small things and then at a certain point it's so easy to sustain what you've been creating because it's it's all that surrounds you yeah and it's like the more small actions you take the more momentum it builds and like I love that reflection Mm. that it's like all these small things all of a sudden it's like oh like I'm grounded and and fully embracing my life force and with that like inertia it's really around like where is your life force is it in your body or is it out of your body and your like that that overwhelm that comes from overthinking takes your life force out of your body so 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 as soon as you become present your life force comes back into your body and it's obvious the small action you should do. Um, so that can be mm-hmm. like practice. Whenever you feel like frozen to be like, I don't know what to do, that's a sign that like, okay, my energy is not in my body. I need to bring it back mm-hmm. in and it will be obvious what small thing I can do, which will lead into the big momentum. Yeah. Wow, yeah. beautiful. Amazing. Okay. So then from radiance, we go into the purpose sphere and your radiance and purpose is connected through the pathway of core stability. And when you build um, core stability in your life, so the whole activation sequence is about your physical grounding, like on the physical plane, physical in your body and physically on earth, in your gifts and in your creative gifts for Mm -hmm. the world. So moving through this whole 
um, sequence, we the last pathway is core stability. And the more core stability you have, the greater capacity you have to face your challenges, to get to go through further breakthroughs with the shadow patterns and the challenges that they bring up. And it's the building the core stability to then go through the other sequences, which are more in the emotional realm and, and higher service realm. Um, so with that core stability, your um, the pathway leading into the purpose and the purpose sphere is about who you are being. It's not like the pressure of what to do or how to do it. It's about like, who are you being internally? Like, what is your experience with your own energy when it's just you? And the shadow that you have here with the 16th jinky is the shadow of indifference and the gift of versatility. And I really loved like... Um, I feel like I was really connecting to your energy as I was moving, musing on this gift of versatility. Um, I'll talk about the shadow first. So with the shadow of indifference, um, it's kind of like at a, at a repressive level, it, it plays into like this victim mentality as well, like in your life's work, but it's more being a victim of being gullible. It's like you're indifferent because you're not really connected and you don't really care about anything. So you just take mm-hmm. on the mass propaganda, like whatever the media says. And it's kind of like you try to hide your indifference behind the indifference of the collective. So burying head in the sand, accepting whatever is said around you basically is repressing indifference. Um, whereas like reactive indifference is more of a, um, hiding behind systems and structures. So like you're mm. indifferent, so you just take on what other people believe, but then you kind of believe your own self-propaganda. So whatever your beliefs are, you just think that they're the truth, but you are like, it's like this over-identifying with structure and systems to be like, that is the truth of the world. Like nothing can change mm. that. Um, so like that's the shadow of indifference. Do you feel like you relate to that? in any way um I I definitely in earlier aspects of my life like just Mm -hmm. feeling the need to like gravitate towards specific structures of reality to be like yeah to just make me feel safe (laughs) yeah yeah and yeah otherwise it's like it's too complex and um yeah and then definitely growing up as well like even just the there's reactive and there's repressive I grew up in like a my family was really like religious, like Muslim. And so part of my life journey has been like about separating my, or just coming out of that into my own person. But when I was younger, it was very much like, I don't know. So I'm just going to follow them. I'm just going to like, let everyone like give all of my creative power away to them because I don't, I don't literally don't know who I am or what I'm doing or (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I love that like how and like I love your reflection on it was for your safety and I think that is like a real key with our shadows it's like uh, like shadow patterns that we adopt it's yes they're encoded within our DNA but most of the time like we adopt them because our body wants us to feel safe and it's like it's that's what it thinks we need to be safe in specific moments and then we can just it can become a habit when we never really re-examine it but within that is always the gifts that are also within our DNA so your versatility gift um in your purpose sphere for this gene key um versatility and just like the word versatility like does anything come up for you 
immediately, like with that word, being versatile. Like, do you feel it almost like in that way? The first thing that came up was just I was having a conversation earlier today too, of just how much I enjoy like playfulness and just like non-seriousness and like how I approach life. It's like I can I like I would love to explore this and then also just like over here like I don't I don't like the concept of like sticking to one field and one field only it's like I would love to just have just get to the freedom get freedom but the freedom to play and be versatile in like anything that I choose to be in and not like get pinned down (laughs) by like one specific you know like one specific structure or, Mm -hmm. or discipline or yeah like category I yeah I love that and like this gift of versatility is really about using um, skills techniques structures for the purpose of something and like this gift of versatility to being able to pick up any skill to use for that purpose that is usually linked to your service like to the betterment of humanity and how like moving from the shadow of indifference into versatility is about like with within the shadow of indifference there's this separation where it's like you feel indifferent about what's happening in the world because you feel separate it's like that's happening to those people Mm -hmm. like that doesn't that's not about me but within this gift of versatility it's about uh, this new identification with the collective and with like with an understanding of your connection um to the collective body and these things happening in your body are part of the the collective body and when you look to use your versatility to be in service it is naturally in service to the whole and to the collective so how can you feel indifferent about Mm. things that are part of your experience um so this gift is like a real gift of being able to learn and acquire these new skills like these just knowing like how to do things like with this talent to just be able to like have that versatility to know what you need to learn how to do for it to be mm. in service of of what you are doing um and it's like it's really linked to like this core theme I talked about at the start that it's like the like serving the collective for the purpose of freedom and this gift of versatility at, like this is your purpose like who you are it's just who you are like to learn what you need to for the betterment of the whole of of humanity and, and of the collective um and we haven't really talked about city the city level through any of this but I wanted to mention the city you have in your purpose which is mastery um so the cities are um like so in in each gene key is the three frequency bands of shadow gift and city and the the city is more like the divine spiritual essence that we get to embrace within our gifts and within the embodiment of of our gifts and when you read so you have the book and if you read the city sections sometimes it can feel so far away there's like how could I ever actually experience something like this and like you're not meant to it's more the spiritual essence beyond our human experience like when we're connected to source energy but it's part of that source energy that we have a direct channel line to you so your um, city of mastery in your purpose is about like just basically a magical ability for you to have the magical ability to do anything you need to do to be of service to the whole in the way that you want to. So when we look at like your whole activation sequence, it is just so themed around 
um, like you being a leader, having the practical skills, being able to learn anything you need to, um, to develop that intimacy that's needed for you to bring in like these new codes of freedom in the world with that determination that it's like taking the small actions. Mm-hmm. Every single one of your small actions leads to awakening more people and, and the freedom within within the collective. And the last thing within your radiance and purpose, so these like internal energies, is you have the second line there. So with um, having a second line in your radiance is about you'll see on your profile it has like the keynote marriage. And what that really means is like it's not marriage literally, it's more you will thrive in your one-to-one relationships. Um, so those more mm. in intimacy, your gift like even plays into this as well. Um, and that's like for you to feel the most alive and radiant, it's like these one-to-one relationships. And this can cause conflict with your five line. So it's like in your inner world, you thrive, but then externally you're meant to be out there for the masses to hear, like projecting your power, like as a leader on the stage. So that can sometimes create conflict that it's like the people you are out there leading might not understand you, but these one-to-one relationships you have, like that's where (laughs) radiance will grow. Um, And the last thing with your second line in your purpose sphere, so how you build like core stability is so with the with the line notes um, that are in the purpose sphere, it, it sometimes it can make more sense when we know what all the lines mean from one to six because our core stability is really grounded in our physical body. So all the line notes in purpose are about an aspect of our body. And the second line is the spine. And when we think about the spine, like it structures our body, but it is also flexible. Like it can also move with the rhythms of our body. Um, So for you to have core stability, it's about having structure, but also having the flexibility to be in the rhythm and like in harmony with life as it moves, like not rigid structure. Um, So that's really important, like for, for your core stability. Okay. What, what is coming up for you at the moment? Um, What you were saying earlier about like the, (laughs) the one-to-one relationships, but also like being on, I just, it's already like kind of manifesting in the fact that I feel like two main draws that I focus on putting my, that I feel called to put my attention towards. Like I have this like YouTube channel and like this online presence Mm -hmm. that I've been cultivating over the past few years where it's like, yeah, it reaches like a huge net of people. Well, not huge yet, but you know, like comparatively to -to one-to-one but it's like, it's like almost like casting like a big, just like a big projection field. Mm-hmm. And then there's so many different types of people who like get into it. And not every single person who like I connect or who talk, who talks to me or comments or something on my YouTube channel or, or my public videos or somewhat something is someone that I see as like the person that I want to work with one-on-one. Like I've, I've, felt so called to be like really selective with who my one-to-one relationships are with because it affects me so deeply (laughs) like whoever I am like inviting into that like more personal space it's like they have to be on like kind of the same yeah it's like it has to feel safe for me to feel intimate with them Mm -hmm. like not feeling like they're because I get like in the 
like when you're on a stage, like whether it's a, it's a physical stage or a virtual stage, there's people, so many people like projecting their opinions on you, especially Mm -hmm. virtually, like the amount of like hate comments and all of that stuff. And so like to discern, be able to discern and be like, also like feeling called to work with people one-on-one and had to go through the lesson of like learning, like, oh, I don't have to just work one-on-one with anyone who Mm -hmm. asks, like I, (laughs) I have to be really mindful of that. And yeah, it's like working one-on-one with people has allowed me to feel like really connected to what I'm doing. Like, oh, there's people that are actually being, like seeing their tangible life shifts is like what makes me feel, it's like what keeps me motivated and like determined <laughs> to keep moving forward. And then, yeah, so it, it feels like a big, like part of my, how I manifest my work into the world. It's like a play between one-on-one, like really, intimate spaces and then just like a huge like audience like just Mm -hmm. like speaking to (laughs) but it's almost like a faceless audience like anonymous like yeah yeah I I love that you've had you've had that realization already that's like you don't have to work with just anyone especially in your like one-on-one space but then you also like have this desire to be public and out there mm-hmm. and because of like with that line five like you carry so much power that is projected so far and wide so you're probably going to attract like a lot more hate comments than the average person yeah. <laughs> and it's because like your power is triggering their like victim shadow so if someone's yeah. really in their victim mentality you are going to be very triggering to them and that's not you don't have to take that on and adjust yourself know that you are such a powerful leader for people that are ready for their awakening or that are leaning into mm-hmm. it and the way you trigger people they might be very angry today and in a year in a week a month or a year that might be like the very seed that they needed for the beginning to manifest. Um, So like keep projecting your power and know that like you are here to lead your people when they are ready to be led and anyone else that isn't ready or isn't even aligned, they can say what they want, what they want. You keep being you and and saying what you want to say because you are such a strong leader for this like service to collective freedom that, is needed in the world and that is already happening and you're such an important part of it thank you (laughs) yeah it was it's so interesting to it's like this session right now it's almost like confirmation and validation of it just like puts it so beautifully into perspective like all of these life experiences that I've had over the past I would say like four to five years and it's like nicely packaged like oh it was meant to be (laughs) it was it's almost like this like feeling of safety that comes from like oh it was laid out in some way (laughs) I didn't really know that it was but here it is like all kind of like nicely placed together and it's like it means something together and it's like purpose right it's there's like something deeper to this life experience that we're living than just what we sometimes perceive (laughs) definitely and like the like that wisdom it's always been within you and it can feel like really validating and reassuring to see it laid out that it's like, oh, these weren't just like thoughts I was having about myself. Like this is actually within my DNA. And it's like we can take that like validation and that reassurance 
and also stay connected to our own wisdom. Like there will be so many more Mm -hmm. insights and breakthroughs that come from your contemplation of this because we've really just like scratched the surface and the real depth and wisdom is always going to be within you. Um, And the Gene Keys as a framework is designed to be contemplated over a period of time. So the more time and space you have with the Gene Keys, the, the deeper the insights, the more frequent the breakthroughs and like the greater the, the insights will be. Mm. Yeah. It's so, it's such a cool like domain of knowledge. <laughs> like it's so useful. And like if everyone kind of, well, not everyone doesn't need to, but like, it's just cool to, well, I just love that you're focusing on this in your work right now and just like Mm-hmm. almost like like bridging people into like just discovering things like this like systems that can just feel so helpful and so reassuring to like what we already know to be true within ourselves mm-hmm. but it's almost like sometimes we need like permission just because yes. of the way our society has been structured and conditioning and like ultimately in a utopian like in a far distant golden age world like none of us need that permission externally anymore but Mm -hmm. just from what we're coming out of now it's like yeah it feels so good to just have like oh I can just do these things that I feel so called to do and there is like a greater path and purpose to it and yeah so thank you for everything that you do (laughs) you are so welcome and thank you so much for being here and like all of that kind of I think this really deeply plays into like this line five and all this conditioning that made you feel so misunderstood as you grew up um something actually that I feel really cool to say around so a lot of like the shadows that we've been talking about you have like these strong reflections of how like you used to be deep in those shadow patterns and it's amazing that you've already just naturally moved through them And also to know that like the shadows are not meant to ever go away. Like they will keep presenting Mm -hmm. challenges to you and they may look differently from how they did previously. Um, They may come up in these little like sneaky, more subtle ways, but really just being aware and playing with like, are these shadow patterns still playing out things that are creating these sneaky little energy leaks? And how can you meet those challenges like embracing those challenges so that you can access higher frequencies, even higher frequencies of your gift. Mm, yeah. Mm. That's, that's really nice. Are there any parts that you want to come back to or do you feel complete for your overview of your activation sequence? I feel pretty complete right now. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Connect with me at by Rachel White to continue this conversation. I would always love to hear from you. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me in your stories or leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for being here. Have a wonderful day.